0: Welcome to season six of Fridays with Flea Style. This podcast is for the makers and shakers, doers and dreamers. It's all about supporting small businesses and unique style through candid creatives willing to share their life stories, as well as advice, inspiration, and support to help you design your best life. I'm Brittany Cobb, your host and the founder of Flea style. I started this business 10 years ago, ironically, the same week I was laid off from my day job. What started as a small holiday pop-up market and side hustle is a growing retail and media company. My little market a decade ago has grown into huge national shopping events, retail stores, creative workshops, e-commerce, and more. At the core of everything we do, Flee mission is to champion small businesses and unique style through authentic retail and digital experiences. I've walked in your shoes. I know what it's like to feel unsure of your next steps. I know the everyday highs and lows of owning a small business or deeply desiring to do so. That's why we started this podcast to be a comforting friend in your journey, whatever that looks like for you. We're so happy you found us and welcome you into our Fleestyle family. This is Fridays with Fleestyle. Hey guys, I'm so excited about my podcast today. Y'all, I've known this girl since she was in like diapers. (laughs) Not really, but almost. I mean, I babysat her, I think, as early as like elementary school. Um, It's so amazing to see her thriving and flourishing as an adult today. And with a baby of her own, it's so cool. I am honored to tell her story and having a front seat to her life my whole life. It's been really fun to watch. Um before we wrap into that, I just wanted to wrap y'all into everything going on here, which is Crazy Town. Um, we're now officially two weeks open to the date and still figuring things out daily. This week challenges included the ice machine breaking, uh a cook not showing up, which you kind of need when you own a restaurant. Um to just figuring out everything from payroll and onboarding new people to where we need help um, and just tasking everyone with anything and everything to help me keep this ship afloat. Um, all that said, it's a wild ride, but it's so fun and I wouldn't want it any other way. Um, I decided that I will wrap you guys into all of it through the blog. So when Shop Talk kind of ended with the store opening, I felt like um, y'all would miss out on everything going on after. Just because we're not in construction mode doesn't mean that we don't have challenges and Things to celebrate and share with y'all. And so we're going to keep Shop Top going. Instead of showing you, you know, makeover things on a kitchen remodel, we're going to show you just new employees, how we're scaling. You know, behind-the-scenes scoop from menu development to running around like crazy, flipping the floor as we're learning, oh my gosh, this area should be full of gifts. It's all happening, and I know you guys want to be a part of it. So every Tuesday, I'm going to try my best to stay on track to publish a letter from my heart and tell you about all the things, including just you know, things I'm going through personally and professionally, it's just a lot. And I think it's great to be honest and authentic about it. And I wanna do that for you guys. So check the blog weekly for that. I will say with that said, um, we're gonna pull back on other blog content. I just can't do it all. I actually said that in this week's blog post that as I'm growing, I'm learning I can't do as much as I'd like to. And so I'm picking and choosing my battles and where to pour in my time. And the blog is one area I need to really pull back and just write something from my heart quickly and easily. Um, So anyway, I hope you guys enjoy it. Go check it out. And without further ado, let's go talk to Shannon. Hey, Shannon. Hi. This is so fun.
1: (laughs) I know. I'm so excited.
0: I am so excited. I mean, I love every guest, but I get extremely giddy uh, when I know them. And I really know you. I mean, really Really know you
1: you. (laughs) since the beginning
0: I used to babysit you like when you were really little
1: I know
0: it's crazy really like
1: what like second grade or something yeah
0: well I think second grade like maybe junior high or so and then I mean we kind of didn't lose touch our families are still very connected but you know I moved to Texas at 18 and like I haven't seen you in over 20 years I would say. Um I know. It's crazy. So it's not like we've, you know, stayed in touch necessarily, but we've followed each other's journeys from afar and you are just so perfect for this podcast. You are a total girl boss and I'm so excited to have you on. Well,
1: thank you. Me I'm excited
0: to be on. Yeah. Okay, well, I know a little bit about your past and like where you're from. Actually, I know like the cul-de-sac you lived on. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> for those of, I
1: literally know the exact house that you're from.
0: I know what <laughs> your bedroom looked like, but um, <laughs>
1: yeah, totally. <laughs> paint that
0: picture for our audience. I love giving a little backstory on kind of where you came from. Talk about your childhood a little bit.
1: So I grew up in Orange, California, um, where my parents both to live. And um, went to Ville Park High School with you. I think that you were a senior when I was a freshman. Yep. And Brittany was like this tall, pretty, with the longest, skinniest legs, and I was like this dorky little freshman, just like she's so
0: cool. He oh, was, like, get ASP out of freshman. here!
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: You're making me blush over here.
1: <sighs> oh my god, so funny. Um, yeah. So I grew up there. I still live in um, county. I live in Costa Mesa now. I've lived in South County for the past ten years, but. um, still local so yeah after yeah, high school like
0: after high school I mean I can tell people too you were always creative a little like left of center just like me um kind of always beaten to your own drum did you know is beauty and and fashion and cosmetology always something you were interested in did you go straight into that schooling or did you go to a university first I don't even know
1: a university no I definitely didn't go to a university <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I have always been, like, even in high school, Everybody in eighth grade, I always used to do all my friends' makeup for prom and dances, and I'd, like, plus their eyebrows and give everybody makeovers, like, during, you know, during class and everything. So I was always really into it, um, and I always kind of knew that was. I was never a big school um, person. I was always just kind of had the more creative side of the brain. So I kind of knew that that was the direction I was heading in, because I always kind of had a knack for it. So, after high school, I actually, it's funny, I tried to do, I think, like, a semester at Fullerton, J.P., and I liked the first day. I was like, yeah, this is not going to happen. There's, no, yeah. there's just, like, no way I'm going to get through this. So, I went to college college school, and I think I was 19, and um, it's funny because I actually failed my state board the first time when I took it, and I was, like, devastated.
0: So um,
1: I thought I was, like, you know, the dumbest person in the world. So I went and got a job at MAC doing makeup right after until I could take the test again. And um, it's, like, really crazy how it all happened because if I, like, never worked in MAC, if I never failed stay bored at, like, all of these series of events that have happened would never have happened and i would be in like a totally different place so everything happens for a reason oh i
0: agree a hundred percent well now it, that's like a cliffhanger so what the heck happened at mac okay
1: so um i worked at mac and then i met one of the girls that i worked at mac with i her best friend worked at a salon so i got my license and i was ready to start assisting and she hooked me up with um this girl jen who worked at my old salon Bella as an assistant so I started working there and um assisted for a year went on my own and then they didn't really have a makeup artist there so I started doing like all the girls makeup in the salon and everything and then they started giving me clients so I kind of became the makeup artist and um started doing of weddings and blah 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 and um then I met while I was there I actually met Alexis from Housewives, um, uh, when she was on the show for Orange County Housewives. So I started doing her makeup and it's so funny, like how that happened too, because, um, I like the way I look back at my life. Like I feel like every good thing, like every big thing that has happened has come from like something bad happening before. You know what I mean? Yeah, I So do. that's kind of like, like my little, um, uh, mantra. I like to remember whenever something scary or bad happens and it's like not in the right direction. I just kind of have to remember, okay, everything happens for a reason. Like one door closes, another door opens because, you know, that's kind of how it's always been. So um, I actually went to New York when I was 23 or something and followed this guy to New York that uh, I met in Vegas and he like blew me out there and I was all in love like some like stupid kid you know and while I was out there my friend Angelique that works at the salon that does Alexis's hair um called me and said oh my gosh Alexis is in New York right now I know you're there she needs her hair and makeup done for the Andy Cohen show and I was like okay cool so I went and did it there and she took us to the show and I met Andy and blah 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 and it was great and uh ever since then she like held on to me and I did her hair and makeup for the show for three years after that but anyways the bad thing that happened was when I left New York that guy was such a jerk and totally <laughs> like broke my heart and it was like this like devastating thing for me back then you know yeah and um but it's so funny because if I always like think if that never if I never would have gone there for him you know like I never would have even had the chance to do less of his makeup and that opened up a bunch of other doors for me too as well so
0: and yeah, say I mean, that yeah, you very... uh, met Andy Cohen. Let's just put that out there.
1: I know. I've actually met him, like, a bunch of times now. He's really funny. He's I like, love he's him. Yeah. I, uh, he's very different. Yeah. I know. He's very different. He's, like, all business, kind
0: of. Yeah. That's why he's, he's funny. living on that gravy train he's on. He's smart cookie. Uh. Yeah,
1: totally. He's, yeah. like, nothing in <laughs> uh,
0: I have a funny I mean, story totally. about him. I'll tell you later. Maybe I'll tell our audience if if we can get to it. Um, yeah. So, okay. You get back on the flight from New York. You're broken hearted, this jerk, but he gives you a big fat favor and letting you kind of get connected. So how, what happens when you get back to orange County?
1: So you're to orange County and, um, Alexis just was like obsessed with how I did her hair and makeup. So I, she like hired me on for the show to, Doing it for all the interviews, like all the you know behind-the-scenes stuff, and she took me to all these parties with her, and I was on the show a bunch of times, and kind of was like, you know, I like made made uh, friends with like Vicky and her daughter. Like I ended up knowing her daughter, so they like promote my makeup a lot now, and it all kind of connected, which I could do a whole another podcast on working on Housewives. That's like a whole other story. Yeah, and we'll get down. to it. We'll talk about it, people. Uh, Hang with us. Was, like, that's the crazy train, for oh, sure. Oh, I'm sure.
0: There. Oh, I can't wait. This is going to be good.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, exactly probably how you
0: would think it would be a, a million. million. Jinx. Oh, yeah, my gosh. I still so know you from another life. Okay, so we are back in Orange County. You're working with all these housewives. Real quick, are you still in the salon a lot? Like, what is your life, work life look like right now? Because this is, you know, not everyone is in your cosmetology hair makeup world but they're they might be kind of seeing a burst in business but still maybe have their real job and like how are you juggling at all what does that look like at this point
1: uh so I was just like working my ass off that was probably I feel like like I like to tell people like your early 20s especially like 18 to 27 it's like that's just work like you have to work like shut up and work like don't have an ego don't you know try to be thinker so i mean i know this whole like millennial thing is a little different now but like everybody you know no one's entitled to anything so you have to definitely like work for what you want yeah to prove yourself kind of and i'm sure in any industry you know um so yeah i just like sucked it up and just took all the jobs i could and said yes to everything and i would do i was in the salon and doing alexis and doing like weddings on the weekends so i have to drive out to dana point to do her because that's where she lives so I'd have to coordinate it because with Housewives, everything is super last minute. They don't give you any kind of, oh, so, you know, next, like, you know, Thursday and the 22nd. No, they're like, tomorrow at 8 o'clock in the morning. Can you come? Cool. Yeah. I'm like, huh? So I'd have to kind of juggle, like, in between moving clients around and Alexis and blah, blah, blah. And she was, well, the show, I guess, <laughs> the show was very demanding. Uh <laughs> 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 Oh my God, this and podcast uh, is going to be so exactly good. The most <laughs> <laughs> it's funny looking back, too, because like the stuff I put up with back then, like I would never put up with now. You know, I just think about like how I was treated and what I did hours and hours. Yeah, like, that like, comes with oh age and
0: time and thick skin. Yeah, that's normal. Totally. Yeah. Totally.
1: It's funny. It's all like a growing process. Yeah. 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 But, um, <laughs> so, yeah, I was doing all of that and um, it was just crazy, like, but it was great, you know, It was kind of like just prepping me for the future, I guess. Right. So
0: let's give some context. At that point when you're in the thick of housewives doing Alexis's uh, makeup, how old were you? I was
1: probably 23 to twenty around, okay. I would say, so pretty, because
0: I met, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say pretty fresh out of like schooling and kind of first job, um, like probably getting your wiggles out, like with your business and how to do it. And even like your, I'm sure like your style and like all of that, you're learning on such a big platform. Um, how old are you now? I'm going to give people context. How long? Ago that really? was. I am
1: 33. So this is probably
0: around 10 years. ago. Okay. So what happens after no, Housewives? Because you're not working with them anymore, are you?
1: No, not anymore. No, but okay. Um, <laughs> so after Housewives, I um, stayed in the salon I was at for a few more years, and then I met I think Georgie and Christina. God, everything just like turns into one big blur with with time frames now. But um, I think about two years later, I still was doing hair and makeup the whole time, and. Then I met Christina. I started doing her from Silver Flop. Probably Christina yes.
0: Anstead for those listening. Yeah, so El Yeah. Yes. Okay.
1: Um, I guess I probably started doing her when I was so I got married when I was twenty nine. So probably like twenty seven. So like five or six years ago I started doing her.
0: And how did you guys get connected? Um,
1: so it's funny because it all kind of a lot of this stuff revolves around um my friend angelique who is actually Tarek's ex- sister so her ex christina's ex-husband sister got it who was one of my best friends like forever um she kind of has always kind of been like this weird um like center of all these connections in a weird way so she introduced me to christina so when christina started flip or flop um and that's like a whole another story it was like this tiny little, you know, HGTV was nothing. It was like this tiny channel. And they were like this, you know, whatever baby show on there with them too. And she would always get made fun of because she would just wear these kind of big old lashes and like no eyeliner and like no other makeup. And it like was so funny on TV. And so she asked Angelique, I need help with my makeup. Like everyone's making fun of me. (laughs) So she referred her to me so she um had me just do her makeup like for little things for you know open houses or stuff she wanted to kind of get fancier for and then over the next four or five years it just turned into like i'm going to the grocery store today like you mind doing makeup so, <laughs> so. <laughs> living that
0: life like,
1: yeah it was like an everyday thing and we just became best friends and um now we live two streets down from each other and literally like are the same person they like share every single thing in person that we go to and do and it's great so now we're having babies together
0: I know it's so fun and if people watch the show they know you I mean they had to have seen you whether they know it or not because you are a bit of a fixture because you are such a part of each other's lives I mean she's genuinely your best friend yeah totally yeah that's so cool so talk to us about um I have a million questions for you talk to us about what your business looks like today. How much of it is in a salon? How much of it is like on call for Christina or do you like do house calls? Are you doing weddings? Like what has your business kind of matured to be today? 10 years later.
1: So, well today now to the start the makeup line, which I'll kind of get it out there. Um, I am, that's my top priority. Like I'm 95% St. Um And then I still work in the salon just one day a week when I, I set a baby he is Congrats. three months old and finally getting a little bit easier. He just slept through the night for the first time last night, and it was like the Yay. best thing that ever happened to me. Oh, I that's know. a so huge happy. moment.
0: Congrats, Mama. Okay.
1: Oh, my gosh. It, it was, like, really hard having a baby.
0: Yeah. Like, it's so I didn't hard. know it was going to be this hard. It never gets easier, too. really hard. I have a five and seven, and it only gets harder because then there's, like, actual conversations and emotions and bullying and like (laughs) oh boy just wait but it's awesome
1: i know he can't even move yet i mean yeah yeah it was rough so i got back from attorney leave and just went back to the salon i was there two two days a week and like a random saturday so now i'm just there on tuesdays i kind of like set the bar which i am slowly trying to wean off but it's really hard because i've been doing it for 11 12 years now and it's so it was, it's really hard to build a clientele and have a steady, you know, I've been doing people's hair for 10 years on my clients. So, you know, they're a family to me. So it's hard to just cut the cord completely. Um, so I'm still there one day a week. And then Christina, I usually do, she's on maternity leave right now, but normally I do her three to four days a week for the show. So she, I usually just go to her house before she film. I don't go with her to film. Um, I just go to her house before. She films and get her ready and then I go go to the salon or she goes to work and, and then I do all of her uh, photo shoots and promo ads and all that stuff too usually is like a couple days out of the month. So that, definitely juggling.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into pink dust. So since that's your biggest uh, priority and baby right now after your little baby, um, what is pink dust?
1: Pink dust is my cosmetic line. Woo woo. So we're full cosmetic line. We sell everything. Um, we're mostly e-commerce. We sell at my salon I work at Anaheim Hills and at King Laundry Boutique in Bull Park. Um, and then yeah, we're mostly online only. We are a very family-run business. So my husband um, does all of the shipping and answers emails and customer service and all like the day-to-day stuff and inventory, which is so much work. Um, and we currently run it out of our house we just moved in from we had a three-bedroom or three-room office that we had before and everything was just all over the place and then we just got into um a house that has like a whole half of the side of the house now like all like think that's headquarters so we have this big loft that all the inventory's in and our garage and it's kind of a little bit of chaos sometimes but so much better yeah um so- yeah so it's going good it's exciting
0: It is exciting. So I'm assuming this came out of a natural need or desire in doing makeup. Maybe you saw, like, a hole in the market or wanted your own thing. Like, how did you take an idea or a a dream and, like, make it happen? Like, how are you producing makeup and figuring it out? I mean, I, you know, that's not easy. I know. It's insane. I still can't
1: don't even believe that I do it so So how it happened was about four years ago, um, two of my good friends who I worked with at my old salon, who was one of them is Angelique, our sister, and another girl opened up a new salon in Anaheim Hill. And it's this humongous, called Live 233 Hair Artistry. It's giant, huge, beautiful, like, glamorous salon. So, they told me when we started, when they opened, find a makeup line you want to sell here. Like, we trust you, you're a makeup artist, whatever you want, we'll sell it. It's fun will figure it out. So, at the time, um, my husband's best friend, uh, he has this company. Have you ever heard of Flavor God seasoning? like this uh, um, sounds familiar like real like paleo healthy like kind of like this funny trendy seasoning company okay um so he had like a million followers on instagram he was blowing up and it was right at the time where instagram was getting really big and like online you know instagram businesses were kind of starting to take off and so his was like blowing up and so scott was like all my husband was like all you know like oh my god I forgot, I forgot, I forgot, I forgot. and so he Kind of was telling us you know yeah you should like start your own line because i was thinking about i kind of knew how it worked to sell you know um, like private label eyeshadows or something so at first i was kind of thinking oh well, maybe i'll just do it for the salon and i'll start you know just kind of make my own little eyeshadow palettes or something and time. Um, but so, uh, yeah my husband was actually the one that really was like no like we're gonna this. We gotta do it online we got to sell it online we got christina like we got to do this blah blah and christina is so supportive. She's amazing. She was totally all for it. I was like, oh my God, I'll totally help you. We can do photoshoots. i like, going to be grateful we'll for blah. So I just kind of jumped in. It took me probably a year and a half, two years to actually find all the makeup that I wanted to sell and pick the name and get the all the business aspect of it in line. And oh my God, it never would on to go back there again. But um, finally, like I Found all the makeup that I just loved. I was obsessed with it because I was very picky. Because I used to, I'm used to, I was used to, we using MAC makeup all the time. So I was very adamant on, I'm not going to just sell makeup just to sell it. Like I'm not going to sell junk. You know, I'm if I'm going to sell it, I have to be what I'm going to use on my clients, on myself, and I had to really believe in it and use it. You know, so it was hard to actually come up with, you know, and find makeup that I really was passionate about and had to be all protein free and paraben free and hypoallergenic and not and everybody, you know crazy about all that stuff now these days. So yeah, I finally found it and, um, we started Instagram and just kind of, you know, started pre-promoting on Instagram and Christina, you know, promoted it here and there. And she got a lot of traction to our account. So we launched in January of 2016. And, um, I remember we had like 5,000 followers the day we launched and I was so and I literally took out like no one gave me any money we didn't borrow any money from our parents like nothing I took out loans this is like our life like we like put it all in we're like this is it like this has to work you know I think mean, I took got like $60,000 in loans and put on credit cards because we had to buy so much inventory and boxes you know it's a lot it's a yeah. lot to invest in and um the first day we launched oh my god I was like I'm being so nervous because you just Wait, and you're like oh blue people buy it you know, yeah. <laughs> you
0: know well makeup's hard because yeah. you kind of want to touch it and feel it and try it and smell it so there's totally. also a challenge which I get because we sell vintage it's you know there's also just is anyone going to buy it it's so much easier to go in a store sometimes with those kind of products yeah I know
1: it's yeah it was scary we were just kind of like well we did everything we could Fingers crossed, you know, here it goes. And My sister is in marketing. She owns a marketing company called Rocket Science Media. So she was a huge help. She helped with the logo. She helped with, you know, our Instagram um, posts and, you know, kind of helped gear me in directions of what I should be doing and everything. So we were just very lucky. We had all the right people kind of in line to help us make this grow. So, yeah, we launched, and um, I think the first day we sold, like, $10,000. Wow.
0: And I was, like,
1: seriously god oh uh oh, people buy it buy, like okay we're gonna be okay you know yeah and uh we i remember me and my husband like we like we're still learning how to ship stuff out and we had to like run to the box zone and get more envelopes and we were like all stressed out about every order you know it's like, such a big deal and uh yeah it's crazy so so fun. now we have i think forty-six thousand followers and um yeah, it's like just, it's
0: crazy. It just evolved a lot since then, so. Yeah. So what do operations for Pink Dust look like today? I love pulling back the curtain because I know it's not as glamorous as people think. And a lot of times you're wearing every single hat. There are no employees. That info at emails go into you and your husband. It's like, yeah, totally. you, you know, like, what it, what does it look like right now? Walk us through a day in the life in your shoes at Pink Dust. Yeah, it's
1: pretty insane. I mean, every day is different. So, yeah, me and my husband basically do run both the operations. My sister is our marketing manager, so she handles all that. And then we just um, started using this um, online advertising company that has been amazing, that, like, runs our Instagram ads and everything, which has been a game changer. Like, our sales have just, like, doubled from that. Um, because before, I was just, oh, people like this picture of promote, you know? That's $20 a day. I didn't know what I was doing. So, yeah. they are, like, helping me a lot with that. So, yeah, kind of day-to-day is um, just whatever is going on that day. Like, right now, we're restocking a ton. We've ran out. That's the biggest struggle we have right now is keeping inventory in stock. And um, because reorders can take, you know, 12 to 16 weeks. And we have all these lip combos that have the same, a lot of the same lip liners or products in it. So, when we run out of one lip liner, we're out of, like, three lip combos. So kind of just like a bullet to the chest when that happens um so we're just like restocking a bunch of stuff and we're gonna have a labor day sale this weekend and stuff so um we're kind of gearing up for that so a lot of times either i'll try to make new content i'll make videos on myself or i'll do videos on other people or just a lot of editing like i spend a lot of time behind the computer editing videos and remaking videos and kind of like searching for new content out of content we already have, because there's only so much, you know what I mean? There's only so much you can do. That's definitely the hardest part of online, keeping up with content and keeping, you know, making new content. So, I mean, I a lot of my day, honestly, is spent on my phone or behind a computer, you know, or if I do a video on myself, then um, doing kind of stuff like that, or if I have a photo shoot or anything. But, yeah, it's funny because, like, I feel like, yeah, you're right, people think it's so glamorous, but a lot of my days I spend... I will be in my pajamas on my phone until like four o'clock. And I'm like, where did the day go? What just happened today? You know, like just answering emails and doing Instagram stuff. And yeah, it's it's hectic.
0: Totally. Well, especially because you have a three month old at home. How has that work-life balance been for you? And being a new mom, do you have any advice on how to kind of juggle it? Or are you just in the thick of the fog and trying to figure it out? Yeah,
1: I have some really good advice, actually. Get a good nanny. That's yeah. my... my oh, <laughs>
0: your army. Oh, I know. I say that all the time. You can't do um, it all.
1: I know. And I tried to in the beginning because I was like, you no, know, like my mom had Tuesdays and Fridays off, but Tuesdays I'm in the salon. So I kind of thought in the beginning, like, oh, I'll just, you know, work when naps and I'll have Fridays and I can figure it out. And I don't, you know, no way. There was no way. So luckily I found this amazing nanny that was one of my friends Danny's And so she comes two days a week. So those two days are like my holy grail of like getting everything done so um that's been a big help but yeah it's a struggle i mean i i feel like it's a constant state of guilt in some form you know either for your business or your kid or your self or you know trying to like work out you know be this person that you want to be and be a great mom and run a special business and you know actually keep relationships in your life but you just do it you just
0: You know, fight the fight every day. Yeah. It's so true. Well, I I'm proud of figuring that out three months in too, because it it can take people a long time to figure out like how they can do it. And you can only do it with help. whatever that looks like for you, but you you have to have help. We we cannot do it all alone. And if you do, that's fine, but you're just never gonna get to probably the point you want to. Which kinda leads me to like what what is your not end game, not that we should ever project too far out, but like you know, you're still in the salon a day a week, and that makes a lot of sense because, you know, we all have our hairstylists that we love. It's like family, and I could understand how that's hard to leave. Um, but, you know, you have that a little bit, and then you have some, you know, high-profile clients and events, and then you have the line. Like, is the goal to kind of keep it all because you love it all, or do you really want to put your effort into one thing and really grow it?
1: Yeah, no, the goal is definitely to that. I think that, um, hopefully none of my clients are listening to this because I'll get <laughs> murdered. <laughs> I think that probably I after because when, now that Christine is on maternity leave for a while, I can still kind of pull off that one day a week. But once she gets back, I'll probably have to kind of get rid of the salon because it's just, it's too much. Like I am doing her three or four days a week, which I obviously want to keep doing her forever too. So, yeah. um, yeah. Yeah. And then just think dust and keep growing it and growing it. And hopefully get once we get like all of our um, inventory and products and everything in line, we start getting it into bigger stores. I and mean, people ask me all the time. like, Oh, are you an Ulta? What are you going to be an Ulta? What you a Sephora? You know, and, I mean, I have no doubt that it's going to happen. It's just kind of when the timing's right. Yeah. So um, building up to that, definitely.
0: So what is the path to that? Because a lot of people listening might want to get jewelry in Nordstrom. They can they can relate to you in a different, you know, industry. How do you break that barrier? Do you have a plan? Are you working on something like some sort of a, I don't know, line sheet that you would like pitch them? Or how do you find these people? Like, how does all of that stuff work in this next chapter for you?
1: You know what? Like, it's all kind of just slowly but surely. I feel like, I feel like what I've learned, too, with growing a business is that you can also grow too fast for your own good, um, where you can't handle it, which I definitely don't want to happen because we've had a few like scary moments where we're like, Oh, you know, like, Oh, we're going to keep up with all this. So, um, for personally for our business, it's more of like an inventory kind of issue where we can produce enough products and, um, you know, meet all the criteria for all that, because it's, it's really intense, you know, I mean, I'm sure, you know, like getting it into stores and everything, there's a lot of, guidelines and,
0: um, like,
1: you have to follow and So I kind of feel I'm a very like I'm kind of a hippie in the way of like I'm very like into um like visualization and like positive thinking like uh, setting goals and vision boards and that kind of stuff you know yeah so I feel like it's kind of up to me like when I feel like my business is ready then the next step will unfold how it's supposed to you yeah. know
0: I love that um I want to talk about valuing yourself because in your industry, especially you set your prices and you know, you start at one point and now 10 years later, you're at a very different point, not only with the kind of clientele you've worked with, but your skill set, and your time and your value as a mom, like how do you value yourself as far as like setting prices and like get the confidence to put it out there? Cause I, I get that question a lot. Um, you know, someone's starting a paper line, how do I price my cards? Well, there's obviously the logistical side of margins and like, what are your costs and all of that. But then there's all that soft stuff, like your time, the, you know, the effort, the stress. Do you have any advice on how to value your, your services or products as an entrepreneur? Yeah. I mean, well,
1: product wise, you're right. It's more of like a margin thing and just, um, being competitive with the other, with the other brands, Mm -hmm. um, but as a hairstylist, like that's like one of the biggest things I tell new stylists and probably in any other service industry. Um, don't devalue yourself out of the gate because it will kill you in the long run. You know, like I even still today have a couple clients that I've been doing for 10 years, and it's hard for me to, you know, okay, well it's gonna be $50 more today, you know, for the same thing. I mean, you know, so um, yeah, like set your standards high from the beginning and kind of i mean i hate to say fake until you make it but you kind of have to like in a way of not trying to be something that you're not or better than you are but i always kind of tell new stylists no one knows that you're new except for you you know when someone sits in your chair they don't they don't know if you've been doing this for three days or five years or ten years so like in your mind you have to kind of set your mindset to i you know, make them feel like you have been doing. make them feel comfortable and make them deserve to be paying this much, you know? Yeah. Um, it's all mindset. Like, I feel like it's all, you know, your confidence is everything and obviously being confident in yourself and what you're doing and your craft and, um, yeah, kind of just don't devalue it at all.
0: Yeah. You talked earlier about how, like, a lot of things have come from some pretty awful situations or like a bad moment in your life but knowing you I also know a lot of it is your personality and I I can actually really relate to that I think people can look at your situation or, or sometimes even mine and like different relationships or people we've worked with or situations we're in and be like oh you know that's so lucky or oh how does that happen well there's I think a lot of other magic that goes into it and knowing you it's your personality and your eagerness and like can you speak a little bit about how like yeah, you got in front of Alexis or Christina, but you actually cultivated a relationship and now she's one of your best friends and, like, it's taking to the next level. Like, how do people take kind of a stroke of luck or an interesting situation, but, like, really harvest it for good? Do you have any advice to that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like you're so right. Like, it's funny because, like, I think back, like, the high school, you know? And, like, is who we both were. We're, like, you know, people... You're right, I think people all, like, a lot of people think, like, Oh, like that's like yeah, they like, just they got lucky. Like, or she got to do that. That's why she got to do this. Or she does Christina. That's why she did that. You know. But um, I think it's a lot of it too. Is just like being a good, genuine, normal person. You know, yeah. like somebody that like you want people want to be around. Be honest. Like, don't be fake. Don't be like annoying. Don't be you know like be there for the right reasons and know your and knowing your place is a big part of it too. And it's
0: hard people value that that's the
1: the biggest thing work hard it's funny because like i remember i'm not trying to be like my mom will be so like happy if i do this but i remember my mom told me one time in the salon i was like assisting for this girl who i was like having a hard time with and she was like you know what like all you can do is do your job work hard and be honest, and like, that's all you can do. That's all people can ask of you. And if they have a problem with it, then there's nothing you did, everything you possibly could. And I kind of always remembered that, you know. So, like, yeah. in tough situations, I always kind of remind myself. And I've had it's nice now thinking back to be in the place where I am and comfortable because I remember times in my 20s, you know, being in situations where I'm like, crap, like, how am I gonna get out of this? Like, what am I gonna do? You know, like in hair or whatever. Yeah. And you just kind of have to remind yourself, like, okay, focus, calm down like smile and just try your best. That's all you can do is try your best. Yeah. You know.
0: Do you ever get scared or so. fearful?
1: Oh my god, not yeah, every day.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right? I feel like that's like the unspoken code of entrepreneurship. Like there's all this fear that people don't really talk about. How do you get past that or or kind of break through it?
1: Um I just, it's all kind of like in my head. Like I just feel like I'm kind of driven by fear a little bit so that's a good
0: one use it like to feel I feel you. like
1: yeah like because there's no going back now. Like we're all in you know yeah. so whatever is happening or whatever we do um you, it's just like all right well we've got to try harder like we gotta make this work and that's it so now what do I have to do to whenever like things get like scary in the business or like we have to make like huge purchases and it's like oh you know I'm just like okay well then time to work harder time to like what, what can I possibly do and like just sometimes you need that fear to kind of knock you into place and make you have an awakening.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's so true. What would you say is your favorite part of being an entrepreneur? The freedom.
1: Definitely. I I can never work a nine to five job again. I can never have a boss again. I could never, you know, like being your own boss definitely is there's no going back. Like I would, I, try to talk to people about doing, you know, whatever they can to like get into business for themselves or get into a business that you are feel good about and you are happy to excited to support and grow. And, you know, cause then it doesn't feel like a job to you.
0: Right. That's
1: definitely the best part.
0: And what would you say is the hardest or the, your least favorite part?
1: Uh, the least favorite part is probably being your own boss. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's that, you know, like it's the responsibility, like, it's, it's great, and it's also scary. It's like, you're this you. This is all you. You know, there's no one to turn to. No one to, you know, kind of like when customers have a problem, or people are complaining, or there's, you know, problems in the inventory or products, like, there's, that's all It's all me, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a like lot. It's like, I'm the end all. It's uh, a lot. I, you are, like, juggling, oh my god, I don't know how you're doing it all. I see all your stuff, I'm like, How many of there are of you? you Oh, that's funny. I
0: wish more than one, but I have an amazing team. I I cannot do it alone for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. uh, What would you tell your 23 year old self getting started in the biz today? 10 years later, what number one piece of advice would you tell that cutie patootie? (laughs) Uh,
1: I would probably say it's going to be okay. Like you're gonna, you're gonna be fine. You're gonna be successful because I think in your 20s, you're so worried about, um, you live in the moment kind of, you know, and you're just so worried about, am I ever gonna get married? Am I ever gonna, you know, um, have money saved? Am I ever gonna buy a house? Am I ever gonna, you know, because everything seems so out of reach at that point. But it's all kind of like, you just have to keep driving through the dark with your headlights on, seeing the next like you know, the next couple of feet and it just slowly like, we'll get there. Yeah. I, I would never have thought in my 20s I was going to have a makeup line. Are you kidding me? And I was like, I thought I was just going to be a hairstylist forever and hopefully be really busy and make a lot of money. I never would have thought it's crazy.
0: Yeah. I love that. You have to drive in the dark with the headlights on. That's really good. That needs to be a t-shirt. I'm going to work on that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I heard that on like a, like a inspirational video or something. One time.
0: Oh, I love that. Um, okay. I want to talk about some fun stuff and I'm not sure what all you're going to be able to tell me, but I, I know my listeners are going to be like, why did you not ask those things? So you tell me what you Mm -hmm. can talk about, but first, do you have any like crazy fun or just flat out crazy story from some A-list situation or any like big flop that happened or huge makeup disaster? Like we got to get some good juicy stuff
1: oh, what's a good one? one? It's, like, so hard without, like, naming names, like, calling people out, but, uh. <laughs> <laughs> but, Have you ever had any def- major, like,
0: bad, bad hair or makeup situation that just went really south?
1: No, I mean, no, it was my, I mean, with the, probably with most of my clients, like, I knew what I was doing, we were comfortable with the interview, so, like, I've been doing them for a long time, so it wasn't ever a big deal, but, uh, I mean, house, housewives, just insane like they're they're insane like they're kind of exactly how you picture them and it's like a fight for camera time and attention and it's exhausting like i went on this trip with um alexis one time they went like glamping and she just got her nose done and they made her bring somebody with her to like drive and like be with her in case i don't know she. she's on her nose or something stupid <laughs> and so we went on this it was like vicky heather alexis vicky's daughter which she i love her she's amazing she actually is friends with a bunch of my mutual friends so we were kind of buddies um and like I, I by the end of the day it was only a one night trip and i i was exhausted i was like i can never do this again i don't know how they do this all the time like you have to be on all the time and they're just like you know talking over each other and fighting over each other and you know just throwing stuff and just trying uh, you know like oh my god so crazy
0: it really is real oh yeah well
1: it's it's like real fake you know what i mean like it's very i mean they're the people that they are on tv but it's like a very saturated kind of version of it when the cameras are on so you just are blindsided by some of the things that you're like why did they like how you see it on tv and you're like Like, I can't believe that they actually, a human being adult would do that in real life. It's like 20 million times more, like what, like, did that really just happen? Did they really just say that? Like, or throw something at somebody? Like, it's crazy.
0: (laughs) You'll have to write a book one day. Um, I know. (laughs) Do you have any beauty tips being in the business? Like anything that we need to know as far as application, certain product, something we're all doing wrong, something we have to have in our cabinet, like spill the tea
1: <laughs> something everyone is doing wrong As i would say for normal people like non-makeup artists do your eyes before your face with your eyeshadow There's a lot most people don't do that and it's so much easier because all your eyeshadow even if like a little bit of eyeshadow falls on your face and you don't see it it will change the way your foundation goes on your face so, always do that, and then clean up your under eyes, and you'll be so surprised how much makeup is on your face from your eyes that you don't know about. Oh, that's um, good one. And, <laughs> I, you know, people are so blown away by that. They're like, what? You do your eyes before your face? i like, yeah. Like, common sense, kind of, when you think about it. So, that, uh, do concealer before and after your foundation. So, put it on under your eyes, then do your foundation, then put more concealer kind of like to blend into your cheekbones. And then um, I like to use two powders. Like we have this powder called Bright Eyes Under Eye Powder um, that like keeps, it sets your concealer and you kind of put it in your C-zone and it keeps it brighter than the rest of your face, which is a game changer because when you just put your normal powder over your whole entire face, it will dilute the concealer and kind of mask it so it's not concealing as much, it's not as bright. So use two powders. Um, What else? Use a bronzer and a blush. Don't just use one or the other because when you mix them together, it's like warm and adds the contour, but adds the color too. These
0: are all so um, good. I'm like taking all the notes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I could go on forever. Yeah. Um, what about hair? Hair? That's good hair. Um, hair product. It's a 10 conditioning spray. Everybody should have in their medicine cabinet. Um, a wet brush. Everybody should have a wet brush. How do you feel about washing your hair? Life.
0: Like how often should one do that coming from a girl that wears a hat so, every other day?
1: Don't ask me, girl. I ever having a baby is like once a week. It's yeah. uh, <laughs> I think it's all the person's lifestyle and how much they can take of it. It's yeah. Kind of like, it bugs them. But what's your uh, favorite
0: thing to do as a beauty expert hair, like a specific hairstylist, like a smoky eye? What's what kind of makes you the most excited?
1: How many people ask me that? I would say probably blonde. Like I'm kind of like the blonde specialist. Like I've like 80% of my clients are blondes and I'm like can fix any blonde and make it better and like transforming like a tennis ball orange head of hair to like a pretty blonde the transformation like that's probably my forte.
0: Yeah. What's been your biggest like pinch me moment in your business? Whether it was like a certain person that you got to work with, or just like a plate, maybe a location you got to go to, or like what's been this like, oh my gosh, I've made it. This is my life. Like, way to go, Shannon.
1: Probably that day, probably that night in New York, like in the Andy Cohen show, I would say, because that was my first real kind of glimpse at television. And it was so out of nowhere. And I, obviously was always a fan of Andy and you know all that stuff so just being in the studio and meeting him it was like whoa like this is so surreal and I was in New York that was like my first time in New York and like my parents didn't even know I was there I was just, it was crazy like it was like what am I doing here this is insane I was and all of a sudden I was like behind the scenes of the Andy Cohen show like where am I yeah, <laughs> That was probably the so
0: show. fun All right, well, now I'm going to get into some not so fun stuff. I want to know, okay, you go to cosmetology school. You definitely don't have a business background although you have a very smart family so i'm sure you had some help from family and friends but like how do you uh, people listening that are in your shoes like how do you figure out how to run a business like accounting do you trademark how are you trademarking you know pink dust or get a name and it, like just get your business stuff together do you have any advice or any stories on how you've kind of navigated that cuz it's just uncharted waters for oh, creatives God. like us like i'm still struggling every day trying to keep up with yeah. like running this thing that i did not go to school for
1: yep me too it's it, a lot of googling <laughs> yeah uh, yeah i had no idea what i was doing and yeah like also you know my my dad like has been in businesses too so he kind of helped a little bit but he didn't know anything about this industry so it was a lot of asking a lot of asking just anybody a lot of questions you know like my husband's friend the Flavor guy, he kind of helped a lot to this to that The trademarking, oh, my God, what a nightmare. We yeah. just got our trademark it's a year so ago expensive. because that was the hardest part. Yeah. But...
0: It's so expensive, too. People don't warn you, like, how long it takes and just how much money it costs, and it's crazy.
1: Oh, it was a nightmare. So we came up with a million different names first, and none of them were because they were all, say everything in the world is taken, you know. Mm-hmm. So finally, I came up with Pink Dust, and um, it looked okay. I was working with a trademark lawyer and he said, okay, it looks good. You look like you're in the clear. There's nothing really, you know, that should be blocking it. It's a go. So we went full force and you can't wait for a trademark or you'll never start a business. You just gonna have to cross your fingers. So we started getting our logo done and printing stuff and sync desk, blah, blah. And then he comes back six months later and goes, there's a problem. There's an edible sex powder <laughs> called, yeah called dust me pink what? and it's getting in the way of your trademark I was like oh, are you kidding me?" No. It, like that's like a sex toy thing like I was <laughs> I even have anything to do with makeup you know he's like well it's a powder so technically it has something to do I'm like oh my god it was so oh, stupid oh
0: gosh that's funny so
1: Sorry, yeah that so I funny. was like are you kidding me so finally like a year and a half later that um trademark was about to expire and then you have to wait you know an extra six months and an extra six months for it to really 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 expire yeah and then finally we got it oh my god it took forever
0: oh my gosh who even knew there was such a thing on the market
1: oh my god i know and yeah thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars later for nothing yeah yeah it's all just part of the business you just kind of have to just bite your tongue and just do what you have to do. I still, I, yeah, still to this day, like I, keeping up with all the licensing and the businesses, and the taxes and the insurance. And it's just the headache, but it's just something you just have to do, I guess.
0: Yeah. Um, can you speak at all to like customer service on any level of, with what you do? I was thinking about it. You probably don't really need, I mean, you're looking obviously for new customers all the time with your cosmetic line, but in the other industry, which I think a lot of our listeners can relate to the services industry you know, um, it sounds like you're pretty tapped out, but at the same time, you're really maintaining your customers. And obviously I, I'm sure that speaks to your work, but do you have any advice on customer service and how to cultivate those relationships? Cause at the end of the day, without them, we're nothing, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, we try to just take care of our good customers as much as we can. Like we're very, very, like if people have a problem with the product or they, um, uh, aren't happy with it or they did something wrong, we'll just send them a new one and not even worry about sending it back. You know, I mean, what are we going to do with it at the end of the day? Just keep them happy. Yeah. We yeah. definitely have had, we have our um, fair share of crazy customer where We're just like, what What are you, what do we do with this? You know? Um, but try to be as nice as you can and accommodating as you can, but with being fair, you know? And I think the people genuinely appreciate just kindness and um kind of honesty like a lot of times like i'll just deal with stuff directly like people will people have a way more of a bark than a bite you know i've noticed in customer service like we'll get emails or feel like i am so unhappy this is ridiculous i didn't i don't like this color and i it was late and it's the shipping and you know and then I'll, like a couple times i've called people like before directly yeah. I'm like, hi, this is Shannon, and I'm like the think that I'm the owner, and they're like, oh, my God, I love your company, I love your makeup, it's so great, I love Christina, I love everything you do, I- I'm sorry, I just, it just, you know, I was really frustrated because I wanted to have it on Saturday, and it didn't come till Monday, and you know, but it's okay, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, you know, I'm, I'm just telling you, like, I want to do whatever I can to make it better, it's not, you know, it's not, a lot of times it's not going it's like USPS fall or something, you know, and I'm just like, honored with them I'm like you know I'm talking, we sent it out exactly we're supposed to you know I'm sorry I got lost in you know customs or whatever but what you know what can we do and people just feel so stupid they're just like like you know I think the key
0: is just that you diffuse it quickly with a smile and grace and do what you can totally you know? yeah um, yeah before we wrap up and go into a speed round I can't believe this hour has just flown by um, was there already an hour yeah. I know. Crazy. Um, I want to talk real quick though about social media. How are you leveraging social for your business? Do you have any tips for people listening? I think it's obviously just such a necessary tool today. Like how are you using it and what tips do you have on how to make it really make your business sing? Um,
1: I would say my biggest tip today, and this is like now, not a year ago, cause Instagram is changing so much, you know, rapidly that um ads are like everything and boosting your content and putting money into instagram because i think that like you can get a lot for your money at this point which will probably change soon so um yeah like spending your money in marketing and advertising on instagram because nowadays to get people to see your actual post that you post is so much harder than it used to be you know as you probably know like you know you have fifty thousand followers and all of a sudden you know you won't you only get like 200 likes. Like, why did not anybody see this? Like, how it? you know, cause the whole, how it all works, like you have to get, you know, people have to comment and they have to like it. And you got to get so much traction for it to get seen by so many people. And, you know, so you have to post so much or people to actually see it. So it's such an easier way to get it out there into the universe when you actually invest in it in. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And then do you use any certain like tools? You're so obviously into aesthetics, the way things look and beauty. Like, is there a certain filter an app or any kind of, tech stuff that you use to help capture good stuff and make it look good
1: um (laughs) facetune
0: okay that's i don't know that what is that
1: you don't know what facetune is no oh girl you gotta get facetune are you kidding is it like a filter app it's an app yeah it's um facetune too it's so good it does everything like you can i mean i try to keep it minimal so it doesn't look so overly um Filtered and fake but um it's just like smooths out lines or you know kind of you can do anything oh my god you can change the whole face you can make your eyes bigger your nose smaller your looks bigger uh, and then it does all of the you know the adjustments and the cropping and the lighting and you know it does everything it's great
0: yeah okay on it um before we wrap up do you have any anything you want to add or anything i missed any parting advice not to put you on the spot but i always want to give people one last chance to get something in if they want
1: um, I would just say like advice, like just go for it. Like I feel like there's always kind of windows opening into in your life and like if you have a gut feeling and you are like passionate about something, don't like just don't look back, you know. Just go for it because it's only gonna be that window's only gonna be open for so long and then, you know, gotta seize the moment, take it when it comes.
0: Yeah. It's perfect advice. So true. Okay, well, before we get into our speed round, uh, tell everyone where to find you and your company online and on social media.
1: Uh, so you can find us on social media at Pink Dust Cosmetics, and then our website is www.pinkdustcosmetics.com. And then my personal Instagram is at ShanRBeauty, um, and then we are also sold at Latitude 33 Salon in Alhambra, Hills and at St. Laundry Boutique in Villa Park.
0: Awesome. Okay. Well, I have not prepped you on these questions, but I'm just going to fire them out and kind of let everyone learn a little bit more about you. Are you ready?
1: Okay. Okay.
0: (laughs) Coffee or tea?
1: Coffee.
0: And what, what's your poison?
1: Um, I've been trying to just like put a little bit of creamer. I only drink coffee in the morning now. I try to use like no Starbucks, no nothing. So I'm a pretty simple just coffee person.
0: Drip with a little cream. Okay. Uh, what's your wake yeah. up call? When do you wake up in the morning?
1: These days? Jesus. No. Um, whenever the baby wakes up. Right. <laughs> I'm usually like around 6,
0: 6.30. And what's your bedtime?
1: Oh, I try to be in bed by like 9, 10 the latest or else I just die. That's early. Well, I because the baby wakes up, like, well, okay, now it'll be different. But before he would wake up, I do, like, Scott would do the first feeding, and then I would do the second feeding, you know? So just knowing I had to wake up at 3, and then, like, it's hard to get back to sleep after that. So I just try to get as much sleep as I possibly can.
0: Yeah. Um, What is your uh, dream vacation destination? Oh, a
1: dream vacation. You know what? I love Italy, like, so much. was like, my favorite place in the world. Probably, like, I would love to either go back there or, like, somewhere like Greece or, like, the Maldives. Like, somewhere like that would be really fun.
0: Yeah.
1: I want to go everywhere.
0: And what, what would be your last meal on Earth?
1: Oh, my God. That's, like, the hardest question ever. My last meal on Earth would probably be... Something like gross, like fries or like fast food or like pizza, you know, just yeah. like stuff that I never eat, probably. All the
0: bad stuff. Yeah, I agree. Like ranch. <laughs> Who would be a dream dinner guest, dead or alive?
1: Who would be my what?
0: Dream dinner guest, dead or alive.
1: Dream dinner guest? Oh my God. You're like really pulling up the hard one song. Huh?
0: Yeah.
1: I don't know. I'd have to think about that. It's really hard.
0: What about a dream mentorship uh, session, like someone you'd love to just sit down with and learn all the things?
1: Probably like whoever came up with like Lancome or the, no, you know what, the Mac, the two guys that came up with that, I don't remember their name right now, but I would love to talk to them. Like yeah. the, they came up, their stories like crazy. They came up with it. Like they started making makeup in their living room and all this stuff and like working for Matt, you know, and how company has grown and like hear their story of how they started selling the Nordstrom's and creating stores. Like that would be very interesting. Yeah.
0: Last question, What would who would be, like, a dream client to work with?
1: A dream client? Oh, there's so many of them. Probably, like, someone very, like, Blake like, like Lively or Jessica Alba or someone very, like, naturally pretty. That's, um, or, like, Gigi Hadid. Oh, I love her. Her mm-hmm. lips are great. Someone like that.
0: Love it. Awesome. Well, Shannon, this has been fun. We need to get together next time I'm home.
1: It has definitely. I know we have so much to talk about.
0: Yeah, I'm so proud of you. Keep up all the hard work and I can't wait to watch Pink Dust just explode. Give Kylie Jenner for her too. money, mama.
1: I know. Thank you for having me.
0: You're welcome. Bye. We'll talk soon. Have a good day. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe on SoundCloud or iTunes to keep up with new episodes and all the goodness we have planned for you. Visit fleestyle.com and follow us on Instagram at fleestyle for everything up our sleeves from new events and workshops to vendor stories on our blog and behind the scenes scoop about our new store opening this fall. Happy Friday, y'all. Same time and place next week.